Chapter Fifty Eight of the Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carolyn Lilliard. The Book of Elves and Fairies for Storytelling and Reading Aloud by Francis Jenkins Olcott. Cinderella or The Little Glass Slipper once upon a time there was a gentleman who married for his second wife a woman who was the haughtiest and proudest ever seen she had two daughters who resembled her in temper the husband however had a young daughter by his first wife who was of a sweetness and goodness without limit she was like her own mother who had been the most sweet-tempered woman in the world the wedding was no sooner over than the stepmother began to show her bad disposition she could not endure the young girl whose sweetness made her own daughter seem more detestable she forced her to do the hardest work in the house it was she who washed the dishes and put them in their places it was she who polished the bedroom floors for her stepmother and two sisters she slept under the eaves in a garret on a wretched mattress while her sisters lay in elegant rooms where the beds were soft and white and the walls were lined with long mirrors in which the sisters could see themselves from head to foot the poor girl suffered all this with patience and she did not dare complain to her father for he would have scolded her as he was completely governed by his wife each day after the girl had finished her work she sat down in the chimney corner among the cinders so they called her cinderella nevertheless cinderella in spite of her shabby clothes was more polite and a hundred times more beautiful than her sisters although they were magnificently dressed it happened one day that the king's son gave a ball and that he invited everybody of rank the ugly sisters were also invited because they always made a grand figure at all court festivities they were very glad at the thought of attending the royal ball and busied themselves in choosing the robes and headdresses which should be most becoming but alas it was more trouble and work for cinderella for it was she who did her sisters ironing and fluted their ruffles night and morning they talked only of their clothes i said the eldest shall wear my red velvet robe with rich lace trimming i said the younger shall have only my plain skirt but to make up for its plainness i shall put on my cloak flowered with gold and my tiara of diamonds they called in cinderella to ask her advice for she had excellent taste cinderella gave them the best counsel in the world and even offered to do their hair for which they were very glad and while she was arranging their locks in two rows of puffs they asked cinderella would you not be delighted to go to the ball alas you are mocking me replied she it would be no place for me you are right answered the sisters laughing scornfully everybody would laugh well to see such a scrub girl as you at the ball any one but cinderella would have done their hair crooked out of rage but she was so sweet that she did her very best 
they went two days without eating so excited were they with joy they broke a dozen lacings trying to make their waist smaller and they spent all their time before the mirrors at last the happy day arrived and as they departed for the ball cinderella followed them with her eyes as long as she could then she burst into tears her godmother who saw her in tears asked what was the matter i wish i wish and cinderella sobbed so that she could not finish her godmother who was a fairy said you wish to go to the ball don't you alas yes sighed cinderella then be a good girl said her godmother and you shall go now run into the garden and bring me a pumpkin cinderella went and picked the biggest she could find and as she carried it to her godmother she wondered how that pumpkin could help her go to the ball her godmother scooped out all the inside leaving only the rind which she struck with her wand instantly it became a golden coach then she went to look at the mouse-trap in which she found six mice she bade cinderella open the trap and as each mouse sprang out she touched it with her wand and instantly it was changed into a handsome horse as the godmother was wondering out of what to make a coachman cinderella said i will go and see if there is a rat in the trap then we can make a coachman that is a good thought said her godmother go and see cinderella brought the trap in which there were three large rats her godmother chose one of the three because of his long whiskers and when she touched him he was instantly changed into a big coachman who had the handsomest mustaches ever seen then she said to cinderella go into the garden you will find there six lizards behind the watering pot bring them to me cinderella had no sooner brought them than they were changed into six footmen in gold-laced coats who sprang up behind the coach with the air of never having done anything else in their lives then the fairy said to cinderella here is a fine coach in which to go to the ball are you not glad yes replied she but must i go in these ugly clothes her godmother in answer touched her with her wand and instantly her old clothes were changed into robes of gold and silver embroidered with gems then her godmother presented her with a pair of glass slippers the prettiest in the world now that cinderella was all dressed she got into the coach but her godmother told her above all things not to remain a minute later than midnight for if she remained a single minute longer her coach would become a pumpkin her horses mice her coachman a rat and her footmen lizards while all her fine clothes would change to rags cinderella promised her godmother that she would not fail to return before midnight she departed for the ball so joyful that she did not know herself the king's son who was informed by his servants of the arrival of a beautiful princess whom nobody knew ran to receive her he assisted her to descend from the coach and led her into the hall where the guests were assembled 
There was a great silence. People stopped dancing, and the violins ceased playing, while all crowded around to see the beauty of the unknown one. Then a confused murmur arose. Oh, how beautiful she is! The king, even old as he was, could not take his eyes off her, and he whispered to the queen that it was long since he had seen such a handsome and amiable person. All the ladies were anxious to examine her headdress and robes, and they decided to have some made like them the very next morning, provided, of course, that they could procure beautiful enough materials and needlewomen sufficiently skillful. The king's son led Cinderella to the place of honor and asked her to dance with him. She danced with such grace that she was more admired than ever. A superb banquet was served, but the young prince did not taste it, so much was he occupied in gazing at her. She seated herself by her sisters and showed them a thousand attentions. She offered them a share of the oranges and lemons that the prince had given her, which greatly surprised them, for they did not know her. While they were chatting, Cinderella heard the clock strike a quarter before twelve. She immediately bowed to the company and hastened away as fast as she could. When she arrived at home, she found her fairy godmother, and having thanked her, told her how she longed to go again the next night, for the prince had invited her. And while she was relating all the things that had happened at the ball, she heard the two sisters rap at the door. Cinderella opened it. How late you are, she said. If you had been at the ball, replied one of the sisters, you would not think it late. There came the most beautiful princess you have ever dreamed of. She was devoted to us and gave us oranges and lemons. Cinderella could scarcely contain herself for joy. She asked the name of the princess. We do not know, they said. Even the king's son is curious to learn who she is. Cinderella smiled and said to the elder sister, Was she so beautiful then? How happy you are! The next night the sisters went to the ball. Cinderella went too, even more magnificently attired than the first time. The king's son was constantly by her side and never ceased whispering sweet things. Cinderella was not at all weary and she forgot what her godmother had told her, so that when she heard the first stroke of midnight, she could not believe that it was more than eleven o'clock. She sprang up and fled as swiftly as a deer. The prince followed her, but could not catch her. She lost one of her glass slippers, which he tenderly picked up. Cinderella reached home breathless, without coach or footman, and clad in rags. Nothing remained of all her splendor but one little glass slipper, for she had dropped the other. The prince's attendants asked the palace guard if they had seen a princess pass by. They said that they had seen no one except a poorly dressed girl who looked more like a peasant than a princess. When her sisters returned, Cinderella asked if they had had a good time again and if the lovely princess had been present. They said yes 
but that she had fled as soon as twelve o'clock had sounded and that she had dropped one of her little glass slippers it was the prettiest thing and that the prince had picked it up and that he had done nothing but look at it for the rest of the night assuredly he must be very much in love with the princess to whom it belonged and they were right a few days after this the king's son sent a herald who announced by sound of a trumpet that the prince would marry any lady whom the glass slipper fitted then commenced a great trying on by princesses and duchesses and all the ladies of the court but it was of no use at last they brought the glass slipper to the two sisters who did their best to get their feet into it but they could not do so cinderella who was looking on and recognized her slipper said smilingly let me see if it will fit me her sisters began to laugh scornfully and to ridicule her but the attendant who held the slipper looking attentively at cinderella saw that she was very beautiful and said that she had a right to do so for he had been ordered to try the slipper on every girl in the kingdom he made cinderella seat herself and placing the slipper on her little foot saw that it went on easily and fitted her like wax the amazement of her sisters was great but was greater still when cinderella drew the other slipper from her pocket and put it on her other foot immediately the fairy godmother arrived and having touched cinderella's clothes with her wand changed them into garments more magnificent than those she had worn before then the two sisters recognized her for the beautiful princess whom they had seen at the ball they threw themselves at her feet and begged forgiveness for the cruel treatment she had suffered cinderella raised and embraced them and assured them that she pardoned them with all her heart and that she now entreated them to love her dearly she was then conducted to the palace of the prince adorned as she was in all her magnificence the prince found her more beautiful than ever and a few days after he married her with great pomp cinderella who was as good as she was beautiful lodged her sisters in the palace and married them on the same day to two great lords of the court end of cinderella